The Trek Geeks Podcast Network is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Fansets is the place for amazing pin collectibles with over 300 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code good on your next order at fansets.com just for discovering Trek listeners. Fansets, our pins have character. DT listeners, Sarah Casey here, and this is Discovering Trek Enterprise. Welcome to the First Frontier. We two specters of a crew long gone are back to chit-chat on another episode of Enterprise. This is the first full series watch through for Sarah, and gosh darn it, it's a rewatch for me. Today we're talking about Oasis. This episode originally showed up on the airwaves about 20 years ago on April 3rd, 2002. So, if in the last couple of decades you haven't watched this episode, maybe now is the time. You can put us on pause, fire up Paramount+, Plus, Amazon Prime, Netflix, Physical Disc, whatever, and watch Oasis. Then come on back here and listen to us talk all about it. That is your non-warning spoiler warning. Was it live? Or recording? Does it matter? No, it doesn't. Let's get to it. Hit the beats. <laughs> All right. Before we get into Oasis, we want to remind you that we want to hear from you. We want to hear about everything that you have to say about Enterprise. So how can you get in touch with us with your thoughts on the first season of Star Trek Enterprise? Oh, the great googly moogly. There's so many ways. Let's just can do it. You can go to trekgeeks.com slash contact, leave an email to give us your thoughts. Heck, on Twitter or Facebook, all you have to do is search for Discovering Trek, and you can leave us messages there too. You can also leave us a voicemail by visiting the website, at trekgeeks.com and clicking the big blue button. Remember though, any comments that you leave us, we might use in a future episode of Discovering Trek. Enough of that. On to the pie chart. Uh, We're here. It's happening. Um, Let's talk about pie. I tell you, I tell you. Well, Sarah, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you here first. What is your pie scale for this episode? Gave it four and a half slices of apple crumble pecan pie a la mode. Ooh. I thought this was a good episode. I thought that there was potential for things to be a little different to give it the full five or six, but I, I liked it a lot and I was very, very excited to see our very lovely, beautiful man, Renee. Mm, I hear you. I hear you. I gave this episode, I did go to the five slices of pie. I found it, you know, a semi-generic Trek story, but yeah, I loved seeing who was in it. It was very much just a, a, a very nice, comforting <laughs> episode. And as as things have gone on, I was like, you know, we keep moving on to episodes that seem to become better and 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 better. And and this was still on the upward trajectory for me. Absolutely. Now, speaking of a downward trajectory, here it comes. <laughs> Brace for impact. Here comes the lyrical masterpiece, as we call it. <clears throat> I shall do my best. Hold on to your seats, people. Oh, Lordy. Here we go. Aboard the Enterprise, the spice-loving trader Damar is very talky 
he might spill the beans in exchange for some coffee. Damaro reluctantly tells of a starship full of materials and ghosts. Not nice nor dangerous, but definitely not hospitable hosts. Needing supplies, the crew decide to check out the crash site. Dilithium, beryllium, and titanium fill Tucker with delight. Paul and Trip explore the ship, all scary, silent, and dark. We have the creeps, the willies, and the heebie-jeebies. And the little arc. Even though on sensors no life or power can be found, T and T encounter a room full of veggies and an armed crew all around. The survivors of the ship were shot down three years past. How did they finagle safety, clothing, and food so that they could last? Trip becomes close with Liana, one who is originally silent and only stares. They talk and build trust while working together on repairs. The other crew members are a little odd and not all that eager, even though the Enterprise offers rescue and food choices that are never meager. Liana and Trip stroll along Enterprise, both kind of smitten. Trip is kind, Liana inquisitive. They fit like a warm coat and mitten. Alas, the true story of the ship's crash comes to the surface. Ezreal created holograms for his daughter. That was his purpose. His guilt and being afraid drove his actions for years. With Trip's help, he realizes for Liana's sake, he must face his fears. Not Odo's love and holographic engineers will make the final repair to help Liana to live a fulfilling life and see what is out there. Ta-da. Love it. (laughs) Very sweet. Very well done. Thank you. Did not crash into the planet. We swooped just by, grazed the water, and we're off into space. (laughs) As always. As always, right? Yeah. Whoa, is that mm-hmm. a big old bottle of champagne you're drinking there or what? Oh. Pellegrino. And if anyone from Pellegrino is listening, please send me free Pellegrino. This is not a paid advertisement. I just love their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That could go down a dark path. <laughs> Suddenly I'm going to be looking for a lot of free stuff. All right. Right. Oh McDonald's chicken nuggets. Now accepting all donations of McDonald's chicken nuggets. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spend nuggies. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, this is that would be a path we could just for the next ninety minutes. <laughs> oh, by the way, you know what else I like? <laughs> Suddenly, we're wiped clean from the Trekkies website. No mention ever of us ever again. <laughs> Forcibly removed. Oh, I love it. All right. So we got some thoughts on this. I think we do. I went back to my notes because I see that you have lots of cool notes for us to discuss. And I, uh, I'm i going to have questions because I, I forget how this episode ends. And I just want to quickly give my quick notes before we dive into your more appropriate sure. conversation. This is what I, I wrote. To Paul is jealous. And then I wrote, what kind of technology do they have other than holographic? And then I wrote, it could have been scarier. So that's kind of where I was at. <laughs> that's all I wrote. <laughs> Those are my comments. I, I like it because hey, part of the, you and I were on the same wavelength there of, is T'Pol jealous? Yeah. I, you know, I had it coming up later and I was like, hmm, 
this is this is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Whole interaction with with her. That's why I called them T and T instead of saying the names anymore. It's just you know it's always Tapal and Trip, Tapal and Trip. So T and T are doing their thing and was like, you know, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I, I think there's a little bit more there that uh, is below the surface. I think I think that was hinted at this one big time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, so, and then for you, when you're saying could have been scarier, do you think they were going for scary or mystery? Well, I mean, I think they're going for mystery, but I think it could have been played up at the beginning as being a bit scarier when you really didn't know what the situation was. I think, I don't know. I think mm. I just like things to be scary and I'm a little bit more into that than I am the mystery. And I think that the, this episode was, um, I probably didn't give it the credit it deserves because I found myself comparing it a lot to the storyline we've recently seen in discovery with the discovery okay. of the, of the other, I can't, what's the species that Saru is. Um, oh my God. You know what I, we're, yeah. stump, we're stumping um, ourselves right now, but you know what I'm talking about when they come across yes. the guy on the planet and it was all holographs. Anyway, yeah, I think I, I compared a little bit to that episode, and that episode was a bit more scary and just just so well done that I'm like, oh, don't go down the path of comparing Enterprise to Discovery because it would not be a fair fight, in my opinion. I, I, I hear you. I hear you completely on that one. Yeah, it's uh, what go for it. I think the reason I was saying that too is because they kind of give off the story of like, oh, it's like there's ghosts. It's a ghost ship. Like they kind of like give that little bit of a context at the beginning. And so mm-hmm. I was maybe, maybe I was hoping for a little bit more at the beginning. And then I was like, oh, okay. It's just like an innocent, sweet story. You fooled me into feeling something. I wanted to be scared, not like touched by this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's really what it was. My cold, cold heart was warm. just a tiny bit down you. Exactly. The Grinch over <laughs> here was just wanting to be scared and angry. <laughs> I I hear you because when when it started, I was like going, gosh, we we just had something like this recently with the Klingon ship episode, and I was like, mm, okay, yeah. and and then yeah, there was that real, I, I mean, shift, yep, of just this is, you know. I have it here is yeah, it's a mystery and it's a to me it was a gentle story. And I'm not exactly sure how to fully articulate that, but it, it, it kind of felt like a summer camp, innocent, falling in heavy like story. All right. For for Trip and Leona. And that the love story of this episode is the love story between the father and the daughter. And just, it was, it was treated, I thought, in a very non-bombastic, non-normal, male, Trek-centric story way. Um, and I, I, I think that was part of what was refreshing to me in this of, okay, you know, this is partially trips story and he's in there and their beginnings of these little relationships or things that he gets himself into, but he feel it felt a little more organic mm-hmm. to me in this. And it wasn't like, Hey, I'm going to kiss you because the communicator is not working and I can't understand your words. Mm-hmm. And 
on this one, it was, you know, two people just kind of, hey, hi, hi, how are you? Huh? Want to go get an ice cream? You know, want to go like for a walk? And gentle progression. It felt like more realistic. It could be a Disney movie. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> you know, there was like an, it felt like the innocence, like there's, there's no mother. It's the typical sweet girl meets the boy and there's a mystery. And then the dad, I mean, the, the voice of um, the chef from Little Mermaid, <laughs> maybe that's the Disney <laughs> context I'm getting to. <laughs> but, there you go. Yeah. No, yeah, it was, it, it was a sweet, it was a sweet little episode. I did enjoy it. It was. And, and like we're saying, Hey, Welcome back, Renee Aubergine. Mm-hmm. I mean, cl- classy performer. There's Amazing. Just, yeah. What What can't the guy do? You go back, and I mean, I even went back and found you know clips of Benson mm. on YouTube just to remind myself of certain things that that man had done yep. in his career, and I was like. You know, wonderful, wonderful job, wonderful guest star role without it being you you smacked over the head on it. You know, it was there were these little subtleties, Sarah, of going on where um, that they're trying to hide the fact that the other characters are holograms. But there's these little things in there where, like, you know, Renee's character is is laying back a bit and you know the the captain of the ship is interacting with the other captain of the ship but you can just gently tell who's really in charge there and i was like you know good for you good job here that's a nice nice thing to see and how he renee eases into everything it was just a flow mm-hmm. and I'm like going, okay. And the the realistic thing here of you know the guilt this character feels of was really in a no-win scenario. So whether deciding to I'm gonna go save my daughter, that if we crash is definitely for sure dead. And then mm-hmm. if I go save my daughter, other people are gonna die. So you know it, it it's gonna be a horrible decision for somebody either way but i have to make it and then i have to live with it yeah and then try and make the best possible scenario here for my child so i need you to remind me real quick how this ended because i'm i'm just drawing a bit of a blank it was that they set up all that they needed so that they could fix their own ship and leave the planet that they didn't leave with the enterprise on the enterprise to go somewhere else. Correct. They gave him the technology so that he could do what he needs to do. So that the two of them could go off and live normal lives again. Right. Inter- enterprise engineers yeah. were working on it. And yeah. then, you know, Renee's character had created all these other holographic engineers. Yeah. And he said, yeah, right. they, they can, they can do the work and get us out of there. Perfect. So yeah, it was a very, I kind of created this situation. I'm going to fix the situation and I'm going to get over my fears mm-hmm. and trepidations right. and do this because no matter how scared I am, it I need to do this for my daughter. Absolutely. And that totally, um, yeah. 
Very good. Right. And I liked I was it. Like, that was wonderful. Uh, Trip and Paul. Oh. Yeah. Nice little, still nice little interaction. I love when she just needles him about his experience on the Zerulean vessel in Unexpected. I do and I don't. It's like, yeah. he was a victim. Let's stop bugging him about it. I don't think... Okay. If it I, was I another got, way around. And it, right? And I just, yeah. I got on that. But I think this was where the little seeds of a relationship with them oh, yeah. come. And what I liked about it is I think she would have thought, like, you have logically... It's like, hey, logically, this doesn't make sense. But there's this a little emotion... That, that's coming in there. I think she just likes trying like, to get his goat. I think she just see, likes to, I think right. she wants to get a reaction because she likes him and she's no longer Vulcan anymore. We've learned that in the last episode. She's just fallen apart from her Vulcan ways and she's going to become a, a, a wild and obnoxious human in no time. I love it. <laughs> she's been corrupted. She's going to trim the top of her ears that's and it. go full in. I, I was just laughing. I was like, you know, there's, there's, a, a fun repartee between those two yeah. that is coming along. And uh, I, as we progress into this, this season, it becomes more and more of a thing of, okay, I, I get you, you're doing the little callbacks and that's fine, but that we're actually building upon stuff except for no flocks at all in this episode. Um, yeah. But I understand why, as Tripp yeah. says, he goes, oh, yeah, if I don't introduce you to him, I'll never hear the end of it. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> and, and honestly, Liana and Fox would have eaten every damn thing in the commissary <laughs> if that had happened. Happily. I was like, that's just not going to change. So, yeah, I think, as we're saying, a fun episode, mostly yep. good, enjoyable. We keep moving on and progressing. And you know what's really enjoyable? Fan sets. God, it's like you read my mind. <laughs> That's right. Discovering Trek listeners, we want to thank our friends over at Fansets for being the exclusive sponsor on Discovering Trek. The Fansets crew are always working to put out the best product available and continue to come up with new designs and product releases. There are more wonderful new products out right now. There is, of course, the TOS character and ship pins, pins from all of your favorite Trek series, Delta pins, and, of course, amazing non-Trek items like Wonder Woman 84, Lost in Space, Scooby-Doo, and Ultra Man. He is a man, and he's an Ultra Man. There are loads of pins and accessories for you at fansets.com, so right after listening to us, go to fansets.com. Scroll along all the amazing pins offered and then load up your cart. Enter the special code word discovering Trek. It's in all caps with no spaces at checkout for an amazing 10% off your entire order. And don't forget, if you're in the U.S. and spend more than 30 bucks, you will also get free shipping. Free shipping? Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? Man, that is fantastic. So fan sets, our pins have character... And we thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. I like it. What have we got? I, I dig their stuff. I bought more stuff this week. It's Did coming. you? Fun. Oh, yeah. It's you almost there. Oh, my. So I keep doing the where I'm filling in the characters for series pins because okay. new stuff keeps coming out. And then I have to reorganize have to, on yeah. my pinfolio where everything Oh my I should have really thought this out a little bit beforehand of leaving open spaces yeah. to put more stuff in there. Yeah. But uh, oh. I know I think I was distracted because I was hungry. 
Fair enough. Just kind of how how it goes. But I think I think Sheffy has some uh, has some frozen delights for us this week. Yes. I like frozen like, delights, especially in this weather. Right. I've got some cyclone popsicles in the freezer, and I know I'm going to have about two or three of those bad boys today. What is your fave on frozen delights? Because I go in between the fudgesicles or drumsticks. Okay. <clears throat> well, if I want to be fancy, I mean, you can't really go wrong with something from a Dairy Queen business because mm. they make amazing frozen delights. Or like we have a local... Um, Canadian chocolatier that does like dipped, you know, like <gasps> Hagen dazs type style of like, mm. you know, but in their type of yeah. chocolate. So those are like if I'm feeling like I'm a Rockefeller and I and I'm and I want to splurge. <laughs> but if we're going for the basic everydays, I mean, I don't really have a favorite. I it's I'm a very much in moderation kind of with those types of things. So when the cyclones showed up at the house, Haley brought them over. I was like, I haven't had one of these since I was a kid, and it was a delight. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, those are my favorite. <laughs> But I also enjoy fudgicles and I like uh, freezies, mm. white ones or yellow ones. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah. Popsicles, a, like a classic popsicle. Popsicle Grape, works. Orange. I had a frozen lemonade earlier Ooh. this week. And yeah, yeah it, I don't know what, what it was, but I was just like, oh, damn, this is really And like, let's, let's be honest, if we're talking about frozen delights, there's also... You know, margaritas blended and, and pina coladas, mm-hmm. and blue Hawaii's, and any other kind of frosty concoction that you can get in a large guitar in Las Vegas <laughs> on one of those sidebars. <laughs> Twenty seven ninety five, and you have the Eiffel Tower full of slushy mojito magic. <laughs> oh, I can tell you uh, about the boot full of beer that I got. At uh, a, a spot in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Where I was quoted one price, which was for the beer, but they didn't tell me the price for the boot, the glass boot that you get to take home. So my $80 boot of beer. <laughs> $80? Yeah. You're kidding. That's like 100 bucks Canadian. It was. What beer it was, was it? Like Bud Light? Wasn't even a good oh, beer. Oh, was no, it? no, no, no. It was, it was very good. We were at a brew house. Oh, okay. And that's fine. But it was like, and then I still had to somehow get it home. So a friend who lives there, thank goodness, shipped it for me. (laughs) But it was, that was was like a coming home going, okay, I did something stupid. Not really stupid that you'd think in Vegas, but yeah, I wasn't paying attention. So that was it. But hey, our chef of the day here on, on the NXL one. Uh, you know, I just keep going. It was a delight to see this a uh, father-daughter story uh, where, you know, trying to retain or capture a moment in time and hold on to that. And I could kind of really relate to the fear mm. that the dad had of mm-hmm. certain things of I've, I've put us in this really bad situation and I don't know exactly what to do. And if it was just something that was affecting me, that's fine. But now that this is affecting my child. Because how long were they there for again? I think they they told everybody three years, but it was really about 22. So she grew up. Right. Holographics. Yeah. I mean, she grew Awkward. up and she, like she knew the hologram mom wasn't her mom. Yeah. 
So I'm all of that. And for 22 years of, okay, you use a, a chunk of that time to build these holograms and, and kind of sort of make things normal-ish. Yeah. But then what what is the just wallowing in guilt as opposed to just, yeah. okay, I screwed up the situation. So what I'm going to do is put all my effort into fixing it. Um, and what? I just can't help but think of all the weird things that they may have been up to with some of those holograms. <laughs> just My brain went there. I'm like, <laughs> what didn't we see happening in this weird, messed up, like potentially traumatizing world of... <laughs> You know, I would hope I, like my it, mind goes there anytime right? there's like robots or <laughs> holograms. I'm like, tell me what you really were up to. Come on. Nah. Let's be real. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But I, I don't know about you. I found myself just rewatching the scenes with Renee and them. Yeah. And um, just really appreciating this person and, and working the craft. And, and then it, it like shifted me mentally going since we're seeing right now updates online about the Voyager documentary being recorded. Oh, yeah. And I realized how really thankful I was that we, you know, got the DS nine documentary. I've still not seen and, it. Oh, I, I can't, I, I can't find, I've had a hard time in Canada trying to find it. And um, I think I saw it pop up somewhere and I was like, I'm not ready to watch it yet. Cause I'm still really enjoying my rewatch, but I'm going to have to do some research because I think that after I've finished doing a bit more of a rewatch, I'll have an even more of an appreciation for the documentary because I've heard really amazing things about it. It is amazing. If you need to, I'll, I will give you one of my copies. I'll send it to you, the Blu-ray, and you can have it. And just because it's, it's amazing to see everybody that's in it. And it's wonderful that we got interviews with people before they passed on. It was called What We Left Behind. Is that correct? Yes. I'm going to do a yes. little searching right now while you keep talking. Okay. There you go. Well, it just keeps going to how I think in a lot of ways we're very, uh, I don't I don't know if spoiled is the correct word, but there are so many good performers that are in all these series that sometimes certain things are taken for granted and maybe not appreciated as much at the time. Mm -hmm. And then when we get to see people come back again, and like I, you know, I earlier called them not Odo in the recap, because it was like, okay, this is not Odo. This is a, a different character. And he crushes it. And I'm like, wonderful, man. How, how many other things and people do we have that, you know, maybe we should really hold on to certain things and uh, appreciate them at the moment instead of afterwards. Yeah. That's you such know, a, yeah. It, that, and, and part of this whole thing I felt like with the father's regret in mm -hmm. this episode, I, then I went back to it and go, ah, I don't want to regret that. I looked over things or I just passed them by or didn't give it enough thought. Mm -hmm. while things were happening and, and whether it's a series that we really love or, or not so much, just still think about, Hey, you know, people are trying their best and I got, I got to give it to people whether it works or not. 
for everybody else. When you're, when you're giving your all, not 110% because that just doesn't exist, but when you give your best effort, mm-hmm. okay, thank you. I appreciate that. And I'll go from there. Uh, and, it, you know, a delight on seeing things. We t- talked about this already, you know, is uh, with Trip. I find him to be more of an organic character. A, a little, you know, smitten, like heavy, like story for him didn't seem to me as, um, yuck, as the archer love. He's a natural. Stories, he right? really is. Yeah. He's not sickly sweet. Seems like a very good natured person. He gets along, you know, he with a lot of people. He, and he was he was getting along with you know the Vulcan who's coming by and has a heart to heart with the Vulcan of hey check in with your pops before he he dies and that's where I go okay I'm I'm glad it was you know trip a love story here because if this was an Archer thing I go I don't think I would have no liked it he just had all. his awkward one in the last episode with the alien lady bug running around getting killed thing and it wasn't that great i mean it was all right but aren't all of archers kind of pseudo love stories so far they've just been eh Eh. (laughs) so no thanks yeah it's like i like it though i think that that we covered some good ground on this one because it um it brought back kind of the feelings that i had watching it where i was like this felt like a warm hug of an episode like it really did and it was it was cute and it was sweet and it was well done. And I think this is a good example of where I'm okay with them forcing only the same characters on us. Trip does does it naturally <laughs> and, and enjoyable. And seeing Renee was the icing on the, the cake or the a la mode on the pie. So it's been so one of a series of good episodes we've had back to back to back. And it kind of, I think, fueled my now I want the next one. Now I want the next one. I'm getting hungry for the next one because I'm seeing I'm seeing Ethan Phillips. I'm seeing Renee. I'm seeing Jeffrey Coombs again. I'm like, I, who else is going to be? Like, I know there's a couple mm-hmm. of people uh, that show up later on in other seasons, but there's a whole bunch I don't know. So I'm very excited to see if there's more surprises because um, they've all been well done where it's not an obvious in your face. Mm-hmm. It's been really subtle and and welcomed. So well, that, see, that's wonderful. Then that we're doing your job where you're looking forward to seeing what is happening next. It's like, thank goodness. <laughs> awesome. It was very good. Well, gosh darn it, we did I it. Think, we did it. I think that closes our coverage right now on this episode of Oasis. Oh, you all, guess what? We will be back next time to discuss seeing an old friend. Oh boy, in detained as we continue to celebrate the 20th anniversary year of Enterprise. Until then, remember you can subscribe to Discovering Trek by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or heading to discoveringtrek.com. You can always find us on Twitter, at Discovering Trek. Send us some messages. Say hi. Let us know what the heck is going on. I like it. If you're enjoying what we are doing here on Discovering Trek and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network, please consider supporting us on Patreon. As a subscriber, you get access to the unedited recordings of episodes, which are always a doozy, as well as exclusive content and great subscriber rewards like our annual supporters pin from Fansets and our exclusive Trek Trek Geeks Podcast Network t-shirt. 
We would like to take a moment to recognize the following amazing producers of Discovering Trek. Thank you for all of your support. They are Mike Bovia, Chaz Bradshaw, Kyle Castile, Peter Craig, Craig Ewing, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Kimberly Hartman, David Hood, Lionel Marchand, Matt McGonigal, Jim McMahon, Darren Metcalf, Charlie Mulvey, Sean O'Halloran, Jamie Rogers, Chris Tribuzio, Ken Tripp, Christina Werther, and Jess Vachon. Plus, the senior producer of Discovering Trek is Jude Tatman. Jude Tatman! Hey, if you'd like to become a producer of Discovering Trek or get access to the raw audio for Discovering Trek episodes, please head on over to patreon.com trekgeeks for all the details. And it won't be three or 22 later, years later until you hear from us again. So, two scoops of Rocky Road or Jamaica Almond Fudge ice cream to beam out. <laughs> or two scoops of raisins. Ugh, no fiber nope. today. <laughs> uh, awesome. Music for Discovering Trek is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Discovering Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.